welcome to the Falling Dove podcast where I share my short stories and poems. Today's story is about an experience that I had while serving in the military in Iraq. Thank you for listening. I'm a few hundred miles from Dogwood. The fuel gauge says there's a little more than a quarter tank of fuel left, but Humvee fuel gauges really aren't that reliable. The sun is setting. I see a golden glow on the wheat fields along the side of the MSR Jackson. The sergeant took over driving. I lost my glasses and I can't see very well. Irrationally, I feel a thick sense of peace. God has folded me in his hands. Soon I'll be home. I don't criticize the sergeant. We were supposed to recover a broke down truck five clicks away. That's like two miles or so. But we drove all day. I look at the map that tells me nothing. We pass mosques and fields. The wrecker with two mechanics is following us. It's not a gun truck. It's dark now. There's an eighth of a tank of fuel left. We drive up and down the freeway. We see small cars full of Arab men. Do you know where this place is, I say? We turn around again pass a sign that says Baghdad International Airport. We take an exit further down the road. There are square clay buildings and palm trees. We see other soldiers. The sergeant goes and talks to them. They say they have no fuel, that we are in Baghdad, and that they are chasing men with AK-47s and have no time for us he says. My hope drove away with them. They should have let me talk to them. They would have helped me, because I'm a girl, I say. We're back at on MSR Jackson. A 30-year-old Toyota Corolla buzzes up beside us. Bang, bang, bang! I fumble with my rifle for more than 30 seconds. Was that a backfire, or did they shoot at us, I say. I think it was a backfire, he says. A young man smiled broadly at me from the car beside us. The car sped up and left us behind. We passed Big Dad International Airport again. The gauge says empty. Do you know that the airport is held by us? We could get fuel there, I say. The sergeant seemed reluctant. I know our exit is right here somewhere, he says. On the next pass, he took us to the lod, the airport. Oyster, the guard says. We don't know the countersign. We're lost. We need fuel, he says. We were let in. Our truck stopped. It had run out of fuel. The guys in the wrecker went and got a can for us. It was way past midnight. The sergeant goes to the command tent and looks at maps. 
I think I know the way now, he says. I don't think that's a good idea, we all say. We three specialists surround him and protest. Let's wait until morning, we say. No, we're going, he says. So we set off again into the dangerous night. We went up and down MSR Jackson. We made a turn and we stopped at a traffic light. Dozens of Arab men walked up to us. My sergeant popped over the curb and got us out of there. The wrecker was surrounded by them. We have a bomb. You take the bomb. It's in the car. You take that little car and the bomb, the man says. The two mechanics in the wrecker pleaded that they couldn't. They slowly drove forward and the men let them go. We went back to the airport. I slept on the warm hood of a truck for two hours until morning. We ate breakfast. Then we went straight back to Dogwood. I can't believe I couldn't see the exit. It was right there, he said. Everyone from my unit surrounded me when I got back. Relief flooded their eyes. The other three guys weren't from my unit. A truck and I had been lent out to an artillery unit. I wonder why sometimes. Maybe it was because I was female. The other soldiers and equipment were never lent. I can't believe that the sergeant was really that incompetent. I don't understand what his deal was. Did he just want to spend the day sitting next to a woman? It's very possible. Or was he trying to create an opportunity to be a hero and save a damsel? Wanted to create a princess to be rescued. Or did the men in my unit set me up just to scare me? It must be weird to be a man and so confusing.